Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm in Studio B, the beautiful, illustrious Studio B. And I'm here with uh, a new special guest, maybe, maybe just somebody that you haven't heard of before. Um, I'm actually going to come this way just a tad. Yep. So maybe somebody you haven't heard of before, Mr. Vince Bardo, Pastor Vince Bardo. How is it going? Very good. Yeah, welcome. Good. You know, it, it's it's probably been a long time coming that you should have been on the podcast at some point. Um, it, for those of you that don't know, uh, Vince is the pastor of Beit Tehila of Iowa. Uh, so we have a sister congregation in Iowa. Pastor Tikva and Tim uh, were up in Iowa uh, when they got married, and yep. they ended up starting a congregation up there. And then when the Lord called them here, somebody, a faithful somebody, had to hold down the fort in Iowa and uh, continued to shepherd the folks that were still in Iowa, the frozen chosen, as we joke around and call them down here. And so, um, you know, I want to take some time, I think, before we get into, like, too much of anything, I want to learn about Vince, you know, who's who's Vince. Vince has a a wonderful wife, Tracy. Yes. Yeah, who's uh, here in town with him, you know. Yes. And, um, you know, we'll we'll go from there. So the first thing I kind of want to know is you're obviously a born-again believer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so tell me uh, in your own, how did you come to know Yeshua? How did that happen? Well, I was born in a Catholic family. Okay. So I grew up as a Catholic and uh, my mom and dad were pretty dedicated. We went to mass every Sunday and went to the the Holy Days Catholicism. And uh, uh, I just, I, th- I think through my dad, I learned to respect that. That's one of the things I learned as a Catholic was reverence for God. And yeah. dad took, my dad and mom both took a lot of things very seriously. Uh, you know, the communion was a very serious thing with my dad. And, and so I learned that reverence. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a church where you didn't uh, speak to others. You know, you went in there and you stared forward. And the only time you had your back to the front was walking back from communion and walking out of the church. And and uh, so when your friends were sitting up in front of you and they turned around and waved to you, you didn't wave back because you'd hear about that on the way home, <laughs> you know. And and so, uh, you know, it was a reverence. And, uh, and I don't know why, but I just had this affiliation with God. And so when I started grade school, well, I went to a Christian grade school, a Christian high school. And uh, I went to church. I went to 8 o'clock Mass before school every day. And uh, I missed a few, but most of the time I was there, the nuns were there and a few older people were there. And the only kids I remember were a few boys that were older that ended up becoming priests. Oh, wow. So, of course, as that went on, the priest, I thought I was going to become a priest too. Sure. You know? And uh, which is kind of funny in the, when you look at it, back at it. And. So we did all things, uh, got up to 
fifth grade and or did communion in second grade and in fifth grade we had the uh, uh, confirmation sure where we were supposed to receive the holy spirit and that didn't happen but anyway yeah <laughs> uh, that's what was supposed to happen and uh, became an altar boy i think in fifth grade and i loved being an altar boy i was a dedicated one i never when i was signed up for my week i never missed and uh if you were at mass and only one altar boy showed up you were supposed to go up well i was one that would a lot of other boys wouldn't do it and sure but i i just loved being an altar boy so i became a favorite altar boy i got to do the f- funerals and weddings and you know get out of school for the for like a funeral and get paid and stuff. oh wow yeah that's cool because the priest just liked me because i had this dedication to it and sure and uh so i went through it and then uh I was I actually got accepted into a uh, seminary high school, Prep South in St. Louis, and I uh, uh, at the last minute the change I ended up going to St. Louis University High School, which was a uh, all private boys Catholic high school, okay, uh, run by Jesuit priests. Which anybody knows the Jesuits, which are popes, the Jesuit I believe, but they're the black priests of the of the. Uh, Catholicism. Yeah, so, so I don't know do. much. I know here, uh, yeah. I there's a Jesuit high school in Tampa that I um, I had some friends that went to Jesuit. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've I have heard the Jesuits as like an order within the Catholic priesthood, uh, but I don't know much. You yeah, know, they were the, more than that. So yeah, they. There's a sounds like there's a rabbit trail to that. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit. They uh, <laughs> so you know I was in this. You know I never heard a priest say a cuss word or tell a dirty joke or anything. And and so when I went to high school, the the first day of theology class with this priest, first thing he told us, he told us this joke and he used a the sh word. Yeah. And all I remember is all thirty or whatever it was boys in there. I went. Because uh, we'd never heard a priest use a yeah, curse word before. Yeah, yeah. And, well, it ended up that the priest cussed us out, and they went to rock concerts, and some of them smoked, all this stuff that we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so Jesuits are very, they're probably the best missionaries in the world of anything. Yeah. They have missionaries everywhere. Sure. And uh, But they uh, uh, they have this dark side. And so the pope we have now is the first Jesuit pope ever. Really? And, uh, we were always told that the, the there was always a priest behind the Pope when you saw him up there on the stand who was dressed in black. They always said that was a Jesuit priest, and he was actually the one running the show. Ah, That's what we were told. Got it. You know, and uh, so he, you know, so the Pope was kind of like a puppet. Sure, you know, sure. Type thing. But anyway. A figurehead. So when the, going through high school, I fell away. Gotcha. From my reverence for catholicism because of the things they did yeah gotcha and i was like uh you know i had nuns that were friends of the family i had a nun that was 12 year or i don't know how old she is now she had her 65th jubilee a few years ago but she uh became an adopted daughter of my mom and dad kind of huh she'd gone in the order when she was 13 and so she ended up going on vacation with us all the time and she came over every sunday and went places and so she's like an adopted sister to me yeah even though she was much older but uh so we had this affiliation with nuns and priests and stuff and sure and uh so anyway but i fell away and i went into debauchery in the world and 
and uh, drugs and alcohol and all that stuff during high school. I went that my high school was the number two rated high school in the country academically when I went there. Oh wow! And I wasn't one of the gifted kids going sure. boys. I also was. They were all pretty wealthy. I was poor. You know, my mom and dad were middle class to poor. Yeah, c- and, relatively uh, poor so compared we, to the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And uh, so, but I made it through. I studied my rear end off to get through there four years and graduated uh, second, th- what, fourth last in my class with GPA and stuff. I okay. had 225 boys. Yeah. But anyway, I made it through. And, uh, but I was a part year. And, uh, and then I kind of went through my life. My mom and dad, my dad had an issue with some changes in the Catholic Church. So they kind of quit going except for the big days. Yeah. You know, Christmas Eve, blah, blah. And, uh, became so priesters. The, so yeah, so the Sunday mass every week didn't happen, and uh, <clears throat> thing all the way. So once I left high school, like that kind of went away, and uh, weddings, funerals, the big days, and then uh, some years later, my mom and dad retired, which was in the '90s, and they moved to the country, and they started going back to church, and uh, so I'd go down and visit them and. If I was there on a Sunday, I'd go to Mass with them. And, and uh, anyway, I ended up moving down there to the country. And uh, so... I'm and this is still in Missouri? Because you said St. Yeah, Louis before. Yeah, so now yeah this is still in St. Louis. Okay. And my mom and dad moved down to the... I was born in the Ozarks, but then they moved in the city. I grew up in the city of St. Louis. Got literally. it. And, uh, That's a pretty rough town nowadays, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and they moved back down there. And uh, uh, I ended up... God took the drugs away from me my most of my partying went away from me i moved down there away from my friends which was a good thing and then i had to take my mom to mass every sunday and uh and the other holidays and god started working on my heart about sin yeah okay so my mom down there five years my mom ended up dying and uh i was still going to church and uh I kind of get this testimony. So I was really convicted about sin. And what started after my mom died is one of my uh, my boss where I was working was reading the Left Behind series. Oh, how funny. And he brought in the first book and set it on his desk. And I walked in one day, what's that? And he told me about it. And I went, oh. And so I, so I took it home and I was, oh, I love this. And I, yeah. it was one of the things you stay up at 3 o'clock in the morning reading type yeah, things. Yeah, that's Tim LaHaye and Jerry yeah. Jenkins. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, so I got hooked on that. Read all the. I read every book except the last one, because it hadn't even been written yet. And then when it came out, I was past that. But anyway, gotcha. <laughs> I read that, and so I got convicted of sin through that even more. Wow. Yeah. So I ended up stopping at the Catholic bookstore when I was up in St. Louis, because I was about a hundred miles south. Picked up a book of prayers. This is all I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. I picked up the book of Catholic prayers that had the penitence prayer that you would go into the. Uh, confessional, okay. and you would read before you confessed your sins to the priest. Got it. Which was in the booth thing. Right, right. Well, since then, they opened, they got rid of the booth, and you confronted them face to face. You know, that was a new change and stuff that had happened, which, but anyway. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I, it took me two or three months to learn that prayer, memorize it. Yeah. Memorize it. And then they were having the Adoration Tuesday. I'm not going to go into details of that at our little church in our little hick town down there. Yeah. And, uh, so one day at lunch, I decided I'm going to, because I knew the priest spent all day there in confessional. 
Yeah. So you could. So at lunchtime, I ran over there, and it was a spring day. I run over there, and I walked in, and I said, Father Jim, who knew me pretty well, and uh, they all, the two priests and a lot of the older, most of the people in the church were old, old people, and they all thought I was a saint, you know. Yeah, at this because point, you know. Because I was willing to take my mom to church. Yeah. So they thought, this guy's a saint, you know. Yeah, of so, course. Anyway, I uh, uh, went there, and I asked Father Jim, I said, can I, you know, confess? And so I went in there, and I did my penitence prayer, and then I, and I said, here's my sins. And I, and so I was doing it. This is heart, you know, yeah. my heart. And I started laying out sins. Yeah. And I laid out, because the last time I went to confession was probably senior year of high school. Sure. Which was in 80. Yeah. And this is uh, 2002. So it's like okay. 22 years or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit. So That's a good So I started laying out sins, a lot of sins. You know, I was a partier. I did a lot of bad stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm just laying all these things out one after one, and they come in mind. I'm, you know, and as I'm talking, I remember seeing Father Jim, and it was like his eyes kept going, yeah, bigger and bigger. <laughs> like, oh, this is that saint kid, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know. And anyway, I laid all these sins out, and he said, "Are you truly sorry?" And I said, "Yes, I am." And he said, "Well, I absolve you, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit." And absolve me, and he says, for your penance, go out and say 25 Hail Marys. Yeah. Okay. So I walk out. I go out into the, the, sanct- into the uh, confession or church, get down in a pew on my knees, and I said 25 Hail Marys. Yeah. I really didn't know anything about praying, but I just said some little prayer. And I got up, and I walked out the door, and the door they had left the doors open. It was spring day. Sure. I walk out on the stairs of the back of the church. And I yelled, literally, what in the hell was that? <laughs> At the top of my lawn. That's what I yelled. <laughs> oh, wow. Because in my mind, I was like, okay, I just rattled off <laughs> 1,500, I don't know how many sins, you yeah, know, 1,500 yeah. sins. And you want me to say 25 Hail Marys? Yeah. I should have been saying like 57,000 Hail Marys and a couple rosaries and a couple of our, you know, and yeah, thousands yeah. of our fathers. And I just, it, that's not right. It, it didn't set with me. Sure. So I went back to work, ate my lunch real fast, went back to work, got home that night, and I went into the spare bedroom, uh, and I got down on my knees, and I just prayed to God. I said, God, please forgive me for my sins. Yeah. And I don't know what I prayed. I just know that's what I did. Yeah. And then I tried, I started Genesis 1 and started to read the Bible. As a Catholic, I knew all the big stories. Sure. You know, creation, Noah's Ark that type of yeah stuff. yeah Joan and the whale so yeah so anyways it wasn't long after Noah's Ark I'm like uh, you know and it struggled yeah. but I tried to read the word and stuff and I was going to mass and everything and uh I was living there by myself and I'd been praying I never was married or anything so I've been praying for a wife since I was a kid I always wanted to be married and uh, my neighbor ended up setting me up with my wife Tracy and uh uh who's the greatest blessing in that God could give me, Amen. you know. I've been saying that a lot lately yeah. to people, that the greatest blessing in a man's life is a good, good godly woman. Man. Yes. Yeah. And so she was such a blessing to me. And my neighbor set me up with her. And uh, Tracy was had was been born again for about two years. So she lived a, she grew up Baptist, grew, lived a depra- you know, depraved life like me. Yeah. And But she had gotten saved down in Texas and then moved up to Missouri in a town 20 miles away 
worked with my neighbor. We got set up, and so Tracy was kind of on fire for God. Yeah. And I didn't know what that. I just know she was on fire for God. I didn't understand. She kept wanting me to go to church with her. I'm like, no, because all I knew, I had never been in another denominational church in my life. Ever. Wow, yeah, that's all I've only been in Catholic church all over the country, but I've only been in Catholic churches. So that was kind of weird. But anyway, she kept she was going to this big non-denominational ch- church and she invited me uh her and her friend kept inviting me to go. Like, nope. nope <laughs> well, after, you know, a month Can't or, cheat on uh, the Catholic yeah. church, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah, after a month Okay, and so I kind of made a deal with Tracy. Okay, if you'll go to Saturday night mass with me, I'll go to church with you on Sunday morning. Ah, there you go. Okay, so I did that. She went to mass with me on Saturday night. We I went to church with her on Sunday morning, and uh, got in there and walk in there, and you know, and there's greeters and suits, and, you know, they're all dressed, and they're hugging me and saying, you know, I love you, and I, you know, never met them before. Yeah, we go into the sanctuary. It was a huge sanctuary, kind of like this, probably actually a little bigger maybe, and it was raised. And uh, then they had this like rock band type people down on the thing. So I grew up with the organ. Yeah, not as reverent as yeah. you were used to, yeah. huh? I grew up with the huge organ yeah. that, that rocked the building. Yeah, the, the pipes and everything. Yeah, yeah the yeah. pipes and all. But then uh, they had this, you know, band down there, and they're warming up, you know, and stuff. And this church and everybody's in the sanctuary running around, you know, and they had like a hundred and plus teenagers in the youth group. Yeah. It was huge. And they're all running over their parents and I, and I'm like, what? Cause I'm used to walking into church and sitting there and you never turn your back on the front and you don't oh, talk, yeah. you know, yeah. laugh, you know, you know, so I was in kind of in shock. Sure. And Tracy can tell you the story too. <laughs> and so I'm just like, Okay, so we're there talking, and, and her friend was there, and her I think her friend's husband happened to be home at the time. He was there, and, and they said, oh, by the way, be aware of Shout and Shirley. Shout and Shirley. And I'm like, every church has okay. one. That's what they said, you know. <laughs> okay. So anyway, service started. They started, you know, they started with the music, but rocking me, you know, and I was a rocker. I was still a rocker. I hadn't yeah. changed yet. And uh, I was like, oh, this is pretty good music, you yeah. know, and, and we're going along. And then we had uh, service, and I, and I believe pastor was up there teaching on whatever, you know. And all, all of a sudden, this lady about five rows in front of us stands up, and she starts going, God, you know, and just starts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, her, and Tracy's like, that's shouting, Charlie. That's, you know, and yeah, anyway, yeah. Was, you know, and so went through that. We left and went, you know, and so I was kind of in shock. Yeah, because it just wasn't anything that I was ever used to. And but I had a good time. And so I said, OK, I'll go back. So I start. So Saturday night mass church on Sunday. Yeah. Started going. And then. So it wasn't Tracy, it wasn't so uh, out of the ordinary that you didn't go back. No, you went back again. No, I was I went back because I I, I liked it. And I, Trace and I, we weren't married or anything. Yeah, we were engaged is one of the things where we knew we were going to get married before we ever met. Yeah, we spoke on the phone for two weeks. OK, but two or three hours a night. And then we knew we were going to get married before oh. we ever saw each other. It didn't matter what we looked like. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a God. It was yeah. all God. Sure. You know? And so uh, I'm like, OK, so we kept going. And uh, then, after a few weeks, they said, you ought to come early and go to Sunday school class. 
no, no, you know, <laughs> I, fought, I fought that one. I ain't doing that. You know, I fought that. <laughs> Finally, okay. Oh, you know. the things we say we're yeah, not going to do. Yeah. yeah. So I went over early, went to Sunday school class, and uh, the guy uh, was teaching, and I don't remember the detail, but he, the teacher was teaching on uh, uh, Abraham and uh, Haggai. Hagar. Hagar, yeah. Hagar. And he talked about that, and then he related it to the New Testament. And it was like, as soon as that happened, it was like this light bulb went out. Bing! Yeah. You know? And I was hooked. And then I couldn't wait to go to church. Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Yeah. The doors open. I'm there. Ramey was doing great on fire with the youth, so she wanted to go every time the door was open. Tracy, most of the time, would go, but every night, she said, oh, we'd have to go. And Ramey's like, come on, Dad, we're going. You know, we, we ended up getting married. We ended up getting married to the church, and the youth pastor married us and things. But it all f- came into place. Yeah. I started learning about salvation. I didn't know what salvation was. Sure. I had no clue. So when I knelt down. So there's down, like a seven-point plan yeah. to salvation yeah. for the Catholics or yeah. something like that, right? I didn't even never heard that. Yeah. But yeah. when I knelt down on, in the bedroom and, and said, God, for you know, yeah, forgive yeah. me. And prayed, that was my salvation I moment. Yeah, had nobody else involved. It was just me and God. God called me. It was. It's different than yeah. most salvation moments, but that's. So then I started learning about salvation. I started going to a Monday night Bible study, and I went there for a year and a half. It was from seven, six, seven, six thirty, seven, seven to nine, and then we had refreshments afterward, every Monday. And I went there and I sat there because I didn't know nothing about the word. And I would sit there and just listen. We ever we had anywhere from four to 30 people there. And I would just sit there and listen to them and listen to them talk about the word, talk about salvation, talk about walking with God, you know, and Yeshua and Je- or, well, Jesus and things. Yeah. And Holy Spirit. And I just sat there. I never and I never the my only comment was please pray for Tracy she's not feeling well or Ramey or me or whatever yeah that was my that was my input sure at the end and then after about a year and a half I finally started talking you know and stuff and anything things changed and and uh, we ended up going to the church in our little town which is a non-denominational church and God uh started speaking to me it was actually leading me to hebrew roots but i didn't know it sure and things were going on and i started hearing about the sabbath and i ended up meeting this couple joe and sharon who were assembly of god people they were older and they're they had been following god for years and they had done all kinds of, you know joe had raised two people from the dead uh uh, they had done all kinds of things, miraculous things wow. throughout their life. They started Christian schools around the country. Uh, there was just all these things they did. So they were Holy Spirit-filled. Sure. Uh, we didn't understand. I didn't understand that. Tracy was good with it. They prayed for me for the Holy Spirit for a long time, and I never got it. And Anyway, uh, but the Spirit was in me because it was working with me on the Word. Yeah. And what I learned from the, from them, especially from Sharon, is about studying the Word. Yeah. She was a studier. And she'd sit there and break down the Word. She'd read something and break it down. So we did it together, the four of us. But I also learned to do that on my own. So I heard things at that Bible study. I heard things from her. And I got to where I started looking and studying the Word. Yeah. And that's where that, where I am now, it came from that 
roots of her teaching me. And, uh, and so they ended up coming to my Bible study on Monday night. They got kicked out because they kept talking about eating clean and Sabbath. Uh. And so they ended up getting kicked out. But somehow we got hooked. I don't remember all the details. We got hooked up with them. Uh, we started watching Michael Rood and things of that sort. And that's what we got introduced to the Hebrew roots. Uh, we ended up going to a Feast of Tabernacles one year in the Ozark Mountains. Warmest day was 32. Oh, wow. We were in a tent oh. and around <laughs> a fire, and we had a blast. I bet. And uh, there was a, there was two, 300 people there uh, camped all over the woods and from all over the country. And it, we had a good time. We came back, and that was the next Sabbath. It was the first time we ever kept Sabbath. And God spoke. Uh, we listened to this teaching, online teaching. It wasn't video. It was just audio. Sure. And a guy spoke about Isaiah 49. And I got the revelation of what a prophet was in Isaiah 49, 1 through 6, and that Yeshua was the prophet, the final prophet. Yeah. And so on Sunday, so the next day at my non-denominational church, I asked the pastor if I could speak. So he used to, the pastor used to let people speak, sing yeah. song, whatever they wanted to do. He was very open to that. That's cool. And so when I said that, me and him were real close, and he's like, you? Because I was a shy, scared of everything. I said, yeah. And I, anyway, I got up there and shared Isaiah 49, 1 through 6 and talked about a prophet and what a prophet was. And all I remember was looking out into the crowd and all I saw the, was blank face. Of course, I had my head down like this, but I looked up a couple times and all I saw was blank faces. And I finished and I went and sat back down in my chair. And as soon as I sat down, I heard God say, see, I told you I got in the right path. They didn't understand a word you said. <laughs> That's that was what I heard. Yeah. And so that was the beginning. And so we were going to both church. So our weekends were shot because yeah. we had Sabbath when we weren't doing anything Friday night to Sunday night. And then Sunday, uh, we're doing church most of the day. So uh, it was, we were kind of We busy. call that, we have a, we call that double agents. Yeah. Because, you know, when you first start doing the Sabbath, you know, you, you, you're like, well, I'm not ready to leave my Sunday church because I love these people. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, I haven't quite pushed my way out of that you know yeah. of course they'll usually take care of that for you but <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's where we were yeah and uh we didn't really have any problem with them but uh they were doing some uh stuff and i started hearing about the uh before that i started hearing about the sabbath then we still kept started keeping sabbath and ended up god just kind of moved us out of there and then we went to sabbath keepers and hebrew roots yeah with joe and sharon us four uh, went on for four or five years, and then we, uh, I got the job offer up in Iowa. Uh, I moved to Iowa. They, Tracy and I moved to Iowa. They moved to Florida to somewhere, Lake Lake City, Florida, I think. Okay, yeah. Which had a Messianic congregation there. Okay. So they were there, but we moved out and didn't know anybody and and uh, met a few people, and it was just different and we, it took us a while to sell our house, so Tracy stayed in Missouri. I was up there, drive back and forth every, every couple of weeks and all this stuff. But anyway, stayed faithful to the Word. And uh, and then eventually we met Tikva and Tim at a Hanukkah celebration. Oh, cool. And uh, Tikva and Tracy hit it off like that. They were like glue. And uh, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we uh, – uh, so then they started hanging out together, and they started – there's a lot of issues. I didn't even get all that. But 
Tracy Teak was like, we need to start our own congregation. They found this church. We rented it. People came. A bunch of people came, and then a lot of them left because it's too much like church. We had all those different things. And oh, yeah. A lot of fighting. The Hebrew Roots is a light, fun, light of, fun bunch. Yeah, a lot of struggles. Yeah. And we finally got through, and uh, and uh, we had to church. And then so there was Tikva and Tim, another couple of guys. used to be a pastor, an older couple, and his wife, and then Tracy and I. And we came together, the leaders of this church. It wasn't three or four weeks. The other couple left. And uh, Tinkva had already known she was going to be moving back here. And yeah. uh, she decided, uh, uh, so she thought that other couple would take over to church. Well, they fell away. Tracy and I just knew we were, we, we just loved what we were doing. And so we were the elders. And we just flowed right along with Tinkva and Tim and sure. helped them set up and helped them tore down. Yeah. Did this and that and grew. And, and then uh, I had, because of Sharon and... I had started go. Oh, I want to study that, so I'd study something and then I'd do a teaching on it. Uh, write write a teaching, you know. And some of them were twenty five, thirty pages long because I get really in depth and stuff. Oh wow, a lot of scripture. All, yeah, I'm a lot of scripture person, you know. Sure. But anyway, we uh, started doing that. So I had a few teachings, and so one time Tikva was flying back down here or whatever, and Tracy goes here and handed, took gave her one of my teachings, and Tikva read it in a plane and says. And then when she came back, she goes, why don't you teach once a month? You yeah, know? yeah. Okay, and give the people a break, you know. So once a month, which was kind of rough on me, you know. You know, But anyway, I started doing that. And, and uh, of course, I was scared to death up there. I kind of kept my head down <laughs> and all <laughs> kinds of different things. And sure. Teakfoot would keep, hold your head up, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. It was, was kind of funny. But uh, it, it just grew and... Uh, and uh, got better at it, and then eventually, you know, she moved back here, and so her and Tim anointed Tracy and I to take over the congregation, and and uh, we were very small, typically, you know, five to eight people every week. We had this huge church about the almost this big, and we had their sound system, we had everything, but we only had five or eight people a lot of sure, times. Yeah. A good day was 12, you yeah. know, but uh, we just stayed over kind of one side and we just praise and worship God and and uh we're always there yeah. had tour study a lot of tour studies where it was just me or just me and Tim or you know and uh, Tracy and I things yeah. like that and you know I, I was telling talking about that with Tim and Tikva and a few people is uh one Tracy was down in Missouri taking care of her dad and I was up there and we had tour study at the church and so I went and set up everything, and we did went through the questionnaire, you know. Sure. And I had everything set up, and uh, I had texts from a couple people said they were going to be there. And we started it, I think, at 6.30 or 7.57. 7.15, nobody was there. Huh. Ah. So I packed everything up and uh, uh, put everything away, and I, I'm walking out the door, and I could have swear God took a two-by-four and hit me upside the head with it. You know, like in the forehead. Yeah. Bam! And he goes, where are you going? I told you to have Torah study. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, okay. So I turned around and went back in, set everything back up, and I read the Torah portion, went through the questionnaire, you know, each part. Yeah. By myself. And did that. And, of course, it didn't take a whole too long by yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, by yourself. Because I, I really can't comment on myself. You know? <laughs> I understand. So anyway, I <laughs> went through it. But then I turned around and... and uh, 
finished and went home, you know. And then I knew that I needed to do what he told me to do. And yeah. it don't matter what it is. So I can remember services where Tracy and I were only ones there. Yeah. You know, we look at each other and go, let's just go home. And then yeah. we go, we can't. Yeah, yeah, can't. Because one reason I knew there was that two by four outside the yeah. door. <laughs> right at the door. Are you ready to, uh, you so, know, get hit right in the forehead with it? Yeah. So <laughs> no, we, we've always again. stayed faithful to having service no matter what. And uh, uh, we have, we have some, a few dedicated people that have come every week and have been coming for a long time. And uh, we were renting from the church. They ended up getting booting out of the one we were at and moved to a new one. We moved with them. Sure. Been with them for six, seven years or whatever. And uh, we had a uh, good relationship with them. What's the pastor's name? Was it at, uh, uh, Cimarron Dawson. Cimarron, yeah. You know, that's Victoria right, Cimarron. It was Living Waters for a while, and then they changed to Victorious Life, yeah. which is a part of it. But anyway. But I met him one time. He's, yeah, uh, he was he's, down here for uh, yeah, he's Paul Cobo. Yeah, he's yep. yep. And Paul Cobo, Tim's son, goes to that church. He plays right, bass and right. band. But anyway, we were going to church. When we moved to this new place, this new place was having a lot of uh, building issues. And uh, we needed to move out of there. And I loved the place. I didn't want to move out there, but we needed to move. And so about, it was after the first of the year, uh, one of our ladies uh found out that we could rent a uh, conference room at the hotel oh, okay. in town. Yeah. And so we found out we could. It was 75 bucks, which, you know, like, well, I can't beat that. Sure. And uh, that was like half of what we would have paid every week for where we we're going. Yeah. And uh, so w- I talked to Pastor Simran and said, we're leaving. He said, well, we are too. <laughs> so it, all, it was all God thing. But sure. anyway, so we're now we're most of the time meeting in this hotel room. So, like I said, we had five to eight people. Twelve was a great day. Yeah. Uh, we go, the first day we go to this place, which is like not even as big as a stage, Harley. Sure. We go in there, and the first day we have 14 people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Praise like, God. You know, yeah. And so now we average 10 to 20, I think 22 is the biggest wow, since then. So yeah. we, and it, it, it's like. Wow, how God works, you know, and, and stuff. Yeah. So so we're in a new place. Uh, sometimes they're booked, so some, we've had it at our house a couple times. We uh, Different things. And uh, so it's it's been a, a fun ride. It's, it's, it's different, you know, and uh, got a, just been staying faithful to it and, and uh, uh, trusting in God, and God keeps growing, you know, and, and uh, we've been – you know, been blessed to have you guys backing us. Yeah. You know, and uh, the, between the prayers and financial backing when we need it, and 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 uh, ministering wisdom. Yeah. From the many people you have here who have lots of wisdom. Sure. Has helped us through all these different little struggles. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, from a kid who was, you know, I, I've told you know in my testimony before when I was in grade school and high school i yeah. got an f on every speech i ever had to give ha, yeah because i was so scared i'd get up in front of people and i'd just start laughing i could never give my speech because i couldn't stop laughing i was so scared yeah so i'd get up there like this and just start laughing and eventually the teacher would go okay vince f and i you know and so i did that all the way through and uh 
I know I had one of my best friends got married, and I, I was so scared I couldn't even do the toast for him. I couldn't be in front of people. Yeah. And that was only a couple of years before, you know, things things change, you know, but God's changed me. And yeah, that's the Holy Spirit, you know. Yeah. And I still struggle a little time getting in front of people. But for the most part, once once it's in the word. Yeah. I don't really care. That's because that's where your confidence yeah. is, you know, and so you can it, put your confidence. So it in is something. all the Holy Spirit, you know, and and uh, and uh, so it's amazing, you know. Ten years ago, you I wouldn't have been sitting here. Yeah, I understand. How does it? No, no, I'm sorry. You can get somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never done a podcast. I've never even watched a podcast. So this is totally new to me. Yeah. But yeah, praise God. No, I mean, going, you know, it's all God. You know, we uh, we've been doing this podcast now for what is it? Four years. Well, this is the fifth year. So this is our fifth season. And uh, first, we did the the tour portions for four years, which. You know, we went through the outlines, which you're familiar with the outlines. Which is what we still do because everybody mm -hmm. seems to want to do that. Yeah. And, which is great. Well, because it just takes it, you know, line by line, basically, right. concept by concept. And, uh, yeah. you know, one of the great things, you know, our podcast, by the way, is called Christians with Torah. Okay. And, um, you know, with that being said, being Christians with Torah, I think a lot of people, especially the ones that are fervently against Torah, like don't put yourself back under the law. They don't really know what's in the Torah. Right. So sometimes it just takes doing something like the questionnaire to say right. like, well, what's actually in the Torah? You know, right. like, uh, I don't think you're going to find it that difficult. You know, right. um, you know, what's difficult is like the Sermon on the Mount. You get to Matthew five and you start, you know, seeing what Jesus has to say. And you're like, no, this is hard. Yeah. You know, like, love your yeah. neighbor, yeah. you know, I mean, this is, uh, turn the other cheek, yeah. you know, if you take your cloak, give him your second one, you're doing it He makes the seem kind of easy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and he has all kinds of other hard things that he says. I mean, there's, right. there's, oh, we've yeah. been going through every episode that we're going through Matthew. I'm finding something that, you know, is in red letters that I'm like, you know, maybe we could take that out. Maybe we could just pretend like we didn't hear, that, hear that, you know, yeah, like, cause yeah. then we're accountable to it whenever yeah. we read it, you know? Whereas like the Torah is like, okay, so don't eat pork. Okay, big deal. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not that hard to do. Uh, that's a box that you can check, you know, yeah. or even uh, restitution, you know, like, okay, you wronged somebody, you got to pay them back or whatever. I mean, that's not that super yeah. complicated. I mean, and these are basic concepts anyway. So this yeah. is not like Torah's. I think people focus on like Levitical uh, ceremonial yeah. stuff, no. you know, yeah. and it's like, well, you're not a Levite and you're we don't have a temple. So guess what? You don't have much to worry about when it comes to that. You're not going to be under that law, yeah. you know, even if there was a temple. You wouldn't be a Levite, right? So you'd still be okay. You know what yeah. I mean? From that regard, you're not going to have to do. And you any might of this not stuff. even be a man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Or, a, or an adult. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And it, you know, there's all them little things. Exactly right, because some of the you know, some things are only for women, some things are only for men. You're right. right. You're right. So I mean, it, it's it's I think people overcomplicate it, but it's funny. I I I um I can relate to some of the things that you said. You know, my wife uh, grew up Pentecostal. She was uh, Assemblies of God. And, uh, but the, she's, uh, her mom and dad are both from Puerto Rico. And so they would always go to a Spanish church, right? right. So mm -hmm. it was, uh, when we, uh, started liking each other and decided that we wanted to see each other more and we started, uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do about church, uh, she came to the Methodist church that I was going to, which I didn't really, my parents went to church, but you know, it wasn't, uh, uh every Sunday thing, right? right? I mean, it was, We'd go in spurts where we would go to church very faithfully for a while, and then we'd go through spurts where we wouldn't. And then um, uh, my wife, but they were 
every time her mom was the church secretary, you know, she was there every time the doors were open, that kind right. of thing, right? So uh, I wasn't super dedicated to being Methodist per se. I was an acolyte, which is, I guess, the, consider that an altar boy um, yeah. within the Catholic Church. But then when when I went to Spanish Pentecostal Church, I didn't know if they were speaking in tongues or if they were speaking in Spanish, you know, yeah. or, yeah. or like, a, <laughs> so I, you know, and then I look over and some ladies, you know, having a fit or whatever, you know, so I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, you, you know, yeah. so I relate to you going and having big wide open eyes looking around at, you know, yeah. uh, the non-denominational church you guys went to like, wow, this is different, you know, yeah. totally different. and I had been to uh, several different churches, just never, I guess, a spirit filled congregation. Right. Um, you know, but I'll tell you what, you know, it's, it's funny about the Holy spirit and this is, you know, I know that, um, I believe in, uh, the manifestation of the Spirit through speaking in tongues. I believe in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I'm right. I'm on board with yep, that. Me too. Yep. Um, but it's it's funny. I think that um, my favorite people that I can tell you are filled with the Holy Spirit are the ones that you know avoid sin, right? Uh, practice and seek after righteousness and make good decisions. Right. You know, those are. Those are like, because it says, right, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, righteousness, right. and judgment. Avoid sin, you know, seek after righteousness, and make good decisions. I feel right. like that, to me, you know, yeah, exactly. is, is yeah. The, the real manifestation, you know, of, um, of the Holy Spirit in somebody's right. life. You know, I mean, if they are doing those things, then I feel like the Holy Spirit has transformed them, you know, right. to be that person and give them that capability and stuff like that. So, very cool. So, so man, what a story. Uh, I mean, you really gave us... Um, an awesome testimony. Testimonies uh, are the best way, you know what I mean, for right. believers, I feel like, to really communicate with each other um, right. when it comes to these things because it's just we can all relate to it, you know. Um, whether it's the same as your testimony or not, I think we still relate right. to the story. Um, so so you guys are now, it sounds like, meeting in a hotel, and you yeah. have, you know, 15, 20 pe- people a week Probably, or whatever. Yep, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, the Hebrew roots, uh, which I'm sure that if there's people that watch, most of these people are Hebrew roots folks, you know, right. so I would say, I don't know who all of the folks are that watch this, but, um, we get a, you know, probably a thousand a week at people that are listening, wow. um, and, uh, all over the world, you know, um, and I know that lots of people have similar testimonies of, you know, either being those people and then not being those people anymore or, or, you know, dealing with the people that, you know, come around and cause yeah. trouble and, you know, take people with them and, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. So um, what's so what do you see is next for Bait to Heal of Iowa? I mean, you guys are doing your tour studies or what days? We have that on Tuesday evening. So Tuesday typically. nights is uh, yeah. your tour study, Bible right. study. And you guys doing Matthew or the tour portions right now? We're doing the tour portions. Okay. And we're going through the questionnaire that we've had. Yep. And then... Um, so I've been doing that for like, what, I guess we're on eight, nine years now. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, and yeah. you can always find stuff. I mean, it's... I, I find, you know, I, I I fill it out. I try to fill it out without opening, you know, I read it. Yeah. Read the, the Haftor portion, read the Brit How to Shop portion. Yeah. And then I take the questionnaire and I go through it and try to fill it out. Yeah. Uh, I do it in pencil. Because sometimes I get it wrong and I try to go, okay, how much do I remember? How yeah. much do I know? You know, and, and then every now and then I'll get a question and go, I don't have a clue. Yeah. So I don't answer it, you know, but I try to do that. And then I go back and go through it. And so since I have 
So the tourist day, we you know we used to have four or five of us, and now we're we're getting at ten and twelve people for the tour study now. Sure. And uh, so I go through and fill in my little add add-ons and and try to make people think. Okay, so what does Baylock mean? What's his name mean? Yeah. You know, and, and where's he from? And you know, where what is Moab? Where'd that come from? You know. Yeah, yeah. So make them think about other things they have read earlier and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah so i try to put my two cents in to cause them to think but i also try to relate everything to yeshua yeah yeah absolutely because that's all about us living for yeshua and uh being his disciple and so he came and fulfilled this a lot of this yeah he didn't do away with it he didn't nail it to the cross right it's here and yeah. so how do we relate this? So how do we apply the things of the Torah into our lives? Yeah. A lot of things are, are little Levitical type sure. things, but some are basic. Yeah. You eat clean, you eat clean, and I won't put diseases on you. Yeah, you may or may not be needing to separate the call from the liver, right? right. Or, you know, the kidneys right. and the fat. You know, right. you may not need to do that, do that. <laughs> unless right. you're a butcher, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can stay away from the unclean food. Right, exactly. You Which, can change your way, you know, yeah. and we got convicted, of, you know, and a, that's a funny story. I can tell you that story too. Yeah. So Tracy and I, you know, we're, we're hearing about the Hebrew roots and dabbling. And so we decided, hey, let's raise rabbits and sell them because all kinds of people told us they'd buy rabbits. So oh, yeah. Let's raise rabbits. So yeah. got a and couple of rabbits, yeah. built a couple homemade cages and uh, had a couple babies. And then I said, okay, so then I get on the internet so this would have been in 2006 or so. Okay. When we were seven, maybe. And so I get a, uh, I ordered, I think, five or six cages, feeders, all the stuff to go with them. It was about six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah. By the time I did, got everything. I get them in. I mean, it took a couple weeks for them to come, but they come. And it was like the day before they came in, we get, we're at the tour portion where it says, well, you can't eat rabbit. Ah, uh, yeah. And we're like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> and so I ended up selling the cages and, and the stuff, getting rid of the ones, tearing down the ones I had, getting rid of the rabbits I had and stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and probably got 200 bucks back, so we lost 500 bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or whatever out of it. But, you know, it was about being, you know. And so... You see God work yeah. in those strange ways. And so, you know, it's like he's testing you. Yeah. Are you going to listen to what my word says? You know, and I truly believe that if you eat better, that he, your health is better. Oh, absolutely. You know, I truly believe that. Uh, I know I have uh, what, 50, 48 years of eating pork in me. Yeah. And eating shrimp and unclean stuff yeah. in my body squirrels and rabbits and all that because i ate a lot of them when yeah. I, was a kid. I grew up on that and uh so i know i have all that uncleanness in me and it don't just go away i mean if god wanted to just go out of my body it could so sure. i deal with things i think from my past interesting yeah but i still believe it's better for me to change and be obedient yeah you know whether he cares or not you know you, you can get in the arguments with the christians about the about eating clean or not eating clean yeah uh with them and uh, and they'll cite the scriptures that are twisted and all kinds of different of things and uh and you just go hey 
you do what God tells you to do. Yeah. I'm doing what God told me to do. Yeah. And he told me to, he told me to wear Zeet seats. I wear Zeet seats. There's yeah. not, not, you know, here I don't see a whole lot of people in your congregation that wear Zeet seats. Yeah. But I, I wear them. It's funny. I keep them tucked. So, yeah. yeah. And there's people that, because God told me to wear them. Yeah. You know, okay. You know, I have people go, Why I'm pretty sure God told everybody thing? to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. he's told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> But you Arguably, do, right? Yeah, yeah, you do what God tells you to do. Yeah. He convicted me of it, hardly. I mean, it, I mean, it was, yeah. you do this, okay. So I've been doing it for many a years. Yeah, when it's about revelation, not information. I think, you know, a lot yeah. of people get information, but even salvation is a revelation. You know, it's not just right. like, you know, whatever. You know, and um, one, of the, one of the things about, things like that, eating clean or not, or doing the Sabbath or not. Um, you know, I, I've, I've heard every argument under the sun. At least I think I have. I'm sure that there's probably some arguments out there that maybe I haven't mm, caught right. on to, you know. But yeah. I've, I've read all the common scriptures. Um, you know, I'm not ignorant to the things that people think about in Galatians or in uh, Romans or, you know, the things that they're using, as you mentioned, to twist um, what's being said. And I always kind of come back to the same conclusion and that conclusion is that, um, you know, God's grace is sufficient, right? Right. And that the things that we do f- from salvation on are not about salvation, but it's about a kingdom, and it's about kingdom principles, and it's about a culture. Right. And I, I look around at the church, and I think about the fact that the two major holidays that we attract people to are Christmas and Easter. Right both of which are rooted in pagan idolatry. Right. And I just think to myself, and I'm like, you know, there's got to be a better way. And if I have a choice on a spectrum of good, better, best, why wouldn't I choose the best? Well, you don't have to. Cho- okay, I get it. I get it. I get I don't have to choose the best. But why wouldn't you? I mean, if it's free, right. you know, right. if God's given it to you, uh, why wouldn't you? You know, and the same thing with like, you know, abstaining from unclean meats. Does that mean that like, uh, you're going to hell if you somebody eats pork. Right. Obviously, I don't think that when we get to the bema seat judgment, right, when we get before Yeshua at the end of our days, right, and then we're calling account of our life and we put everything before him and he lights it on fire, right, and all the yeah. all the idol stuff is wood, hay, and stubble and burns up and then the only things left are, you know, those things that we did that had eternal impact. Um, I don't think that the conversation is going to be like, did you eat pork? You know, yeah. like I, I, when I told you not to, after I told you. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. Yeah. If it's a heart issue, right. And it's something God told you, then, then obviously not. But I don't think that that's going to be the main conversation. I think it's going to be like, did you make disciples? Like once you were given right. the gift, did you all go and tell other people? Um, and so there's, that's probably not within the Hebrew roots, a super popular opinion. And I know that there's something to be said for as we grow in our relationship with Yeshua, that we're going to become more like him and that we should, in some way, shape, or form, through the Holy Spirit, desire the culture, a biblical culture, a biblical faith, a biblical expression of our worship to him, right? right. Through yeah. these things in the Torah. Yeah. Um, because the Torah is not done away with. It's just not, you know? Right. But do we have the same relationship to it? No, because, you know, when Paul talks about the sonship, right? It's the difference between, like, my father, my daddy, is the lawgiver. So does that mean that I can get away with some stuff? You know, think about Prince Harry, you know, drunk, naked in the streets of Las Vegas, right. you know? Obviously, he can get away with some stuff. Yeah. He's the prince. Yeah. 
But everybody else is looking at him like, don't you know you're the prince? prince? Yeah. Like, don't you know? And so, like, I look at that like, our daddy's the king. Like, we don't want to be that guy, you know? And when the host of angels are thinking about the protocol and the things that, they, you know, they go through and, and the reverence, like you mentioned from the yeah. Catholic Church, before God and before the throne, and that we're over here just casually like, ah, oh, I can eat whatever I want because, you know, Christian liberty, ha, 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 you know, or whatever, you know? I think that that's a missing of the point, right? If we're right. if you're asking, do you have to or you don't have to, maybe we missed the point. Right. And I got long-winded there. I apologize for oh, that. Oh, that's but fine. But it may, it was, you may make me think... Uh, let me see if I can find to Okay. In first Peter one he says uh at the end of it and those same things have now been proclaimed to you by those who communicated the good news, the gospel, to you through the Ruach Hakodesh, the Holy Spirit right. sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I read that it makes it makes me think that angels are going. <laughs> I know, Father, God, yeah, these people are idiots. <laughs> they're 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 sinners. They don't do anything yeah. right. How? Yeah. Why well, do you love them? Why why do you care about them? Why do you want to redeem them? Well, and the in the mm. the saved individual, you would think would have a um, a desire, an internal desire to live a life worthy of the calling that has been set before them. You know what I mean? And right. I think that's a good point. So, yeah. I'll give you any any last words or stuff. We're kind of running out of time here, believe right. it or not. You know. Well, you know, all I can say, you know, God works in our lives in unbelievable ways. Amen. And it's the little things that we all need to see. And what I've, what you know, I, I, I see that God reveals the little things to me more and more. Sure. It's not the big things like a salvation or, or revealing Sabbath to you, but it's a, there's these little things that he does in your life yeah. that are uh, just supernatural, you know. I'm, I'm speaking tonight, and that's kind of what I'm going to be speaking about is testimony and supernatural and how God works in our lives and it's not what we expect him to do, yeah. you know. And that's one of the things you kind of can learn from the Pentecostal Assembly of God type people is that the Holy Spirit's out there. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's working, but most of the time we don't even see it. Yeah. Most of the blessings that we receive from God every day, we don't even think about. Yeah. I saw, you know? I saw a quote from Albert Einstein the other day, and it was very interesting because it said, um, there's two ways to live your life. The one... Is, is nothing is a miracle, and the second is it as if everything is, is a, miracle. a miracle. And I was like, oh, that's, and that's kind of the way we should be. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Lives, that everything is a miracle. Yeah, you know, and so that you know, uh, people need to to start. You know, the words the beginning. Yeah. You you read the word, and God will speak to you, and God will show you things, and He'll answer your prayers. Yeah. And you will recognize them by the word. Amen. You reveal. You know, I read the word every day. I get revelation through reading the word. Yeah. But it might be I read it in the morning, but it might be three o'clock in the afternoon, some atheist guy comes walking into me and says something and sure. I went, God. Yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> because you're like, you know, he speaks through anybody and everybody and he can speak through a donkey. Yes, he sure can. You Speaking know, this of week's the tour daylight, he speaks through a donkey. My wife so and I were talking about it this morning. Yeah, we were, uh, so. and she was asking, so how do we apply this to our lives today? Like, is this? You know, we were talking about some situations that I've been going through with my business, and 
um, how, you know, we don't see the angel of the Lord standing in the way, right? right? right. And we just keep beating the donkey, Yeah, you know? Because yeah. God's actually the one yeah. in his mercy, you know, stopping yeah. us from whatever, you know, but it's... Yeah. So we just keep beating the dog, you know, and I was like, ah, man. We get a bigger stick and a bigger stick (laughs) (laughs) because we keep getting mad at them instead of seeing what's going on. Yeah. You know. So So. you guys are in Cedar Rapids, Iowa? Yes. Okay. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you or look you guys up, um, maybe they're in the Iowa Cedar Rapids area uh, and they see this, how would they get a hold of you guys or... How would they find you guys? Uh, our website is uh, www. Uh, wow, just went blank. It's it's based off of yours. Two, pra- two yours is two praise, and ours uh, is chosen to praise. I believe it's chosen to okay, praise. Okay, so chosen to praise. Is our net. internet okay uh, website, and it has a phone number on there, email on there. Perfect. Uh, they they could get in touch. Cool. So chosentopraise.net, and they can get in touch with you and get hooked up and plugged in and all that. So very cool. Why don't you you pray us out? Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your blessings. We thank you and praise you for each and every blessing you bestow upon each and every one of us every day. We thank you that you love us that much to bless us continually. So help us, Heavenly Father, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, be enlightened by the Holy Spirit, to have that spiritual discernment to see those blessings. And then we can give you the praise and the glory that you deserve. We can thank you for what you do, Heavenly Father. And so we can praise you. You created us to glorify you. So if we know what you're doing in our lives, then we can give that glory to you. So we thank you, Father, that you bless us. I thank you that you bless Ryan and and Pastor Nick and this podcast they have every week, Heavenly Father, and that it can helpfully open people's eyes, people's eyes to who you are, who your Son is, who the Holy Spirit is, Heavenly Father. So we praise you, praise you for those blessings. We ask that you lift them up each and every week as they come before you. And speak about your truth, Heavenly Father. So we ask, Heavenly Father, that you bless each and every one of us to give a testimony of the mercy and grace and the blessings you have bestowed upon us. That we give a testimony, most importantly, of your love. So we thank you that you have blessed us. We thank you for all you do. In the name of your Messiah, Yeshua. Amen. Amen. All right. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you Thank so you. much for, you know, letting us spend some fun. time with you. Yeah. Get to know. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you guys want to reach out to him, it's uh, chosentopraise.net. You can go to the website. Uh, they're in the Cedar Rapids uh, area. So if, or if you're visiting the Cedar Rapids area, you know, I mean, they're there every Shabbat and it sounds like every Tuesday night. Yep. Um, and if you guys want to reach us, as you guys know, twopraise.net, you can reach me at ryan at twopraise.net or you can comment, you know, on any of our social media channels and any of the videos that we have and uh, we'll get back to you so bless you guys have a great week thank you